0: We're hot on the heels of 2023, and when I had Jen Cinco on the podcast originally, I thought I need to do a few more deep diving questions with her to help set people up for an amazing, prosperous, abundant vitality 2023, and in this episode, Jen and I talk about intermittent fasting, we talk about coffee enemas, and more, so with that, let's talk about it. So we have Jen back for a bonus episode. So there were some things that came up, some questions that came up when we were having our initial chat that I was like, we have to get into this for some bonus apps. Okay, so the first thing is I saw you post about um, coffee enemas and I was like, oh my God, yes. Someone is finally talking about this in like a really public way because that is what one of the things that I like swore by when I was healing my eczema for a full year and they're amazing. So tell Mm -hmm. people, why would anyone want to put coffee up their butt? (laughs) (laughs) Um,
1: Okay. So again, coffee enemas, I find them such a good tool for so many of my clients and myself as well. Um, because it really does like speed up the detoxification process and not that we want to be like pushing detox too hard or doing things too fast or being in that mindset. But I will say when we are working through parasites, especially parasite cleansing, um, H pylori again, which is an infection in the gut that so many people have getting that coffee enema in even once every 10 days, just really helps move things out quicker if we have any like stagnation in our drainage pathways, so in our liver, our kidneys, our our gut, if we're constipated, right? Your coffee enema is going to ensure that they are opening and actually clearing out those toxins. You don't want to kill a parasite and then not let it come out. (laughs) Like you will have nightmares, you'll have anxiety, you'll have depression, right? It's not fun. And so I just use them as a really, really intentional tool for that detoxification process and that pathogenic eradication, but there's also great benefits to the vagus nerve. So if you do suffer from anxiety or anything like that, it calms you right down. Um, a lot of people, even though it's caffeine, it doesn't hit the body or hit Mm -hmm. the bloodstream like it does if you are ingesting it. Um, But a lot of people will say that it helps them sleep, right? Probably because it has that calming effect on the vagus nerve. It also boosts your glutathione production, which is your master antioxidant. So it's, amazing for the immune system. There's actually been a lot of studies done. Um, and, and anecdotally as well with like cancer patients doing coffee enemas, oh, wow. uh, because it's so supportive for the immune system. So I love, I love coffee enemas. I think they're so good. I will say though, like you don't want to just off the bat, do them. Um, I've had people I've had clients who were dehydrated. Um, and didn't hydrate properly going into it and then didn't release the coffee enema, which can be quite scary when it's happening. But you just want to really make sure that you're hydrated going into oh it gosh. and not super generally depleted. Yeah, because it it does, it it speeds up that. Um, or increases i should say to de- detoxification and detoxification just like liver function takes energy right we don't run off thin air so if you're already in this really depleted state um it's it's going to be pulling from nothing right and it's just going to be depleting you more so it has to be very intentional and you have to kind of do it um and and know what you're getting yourself
0: into and like where your starting place is yeah we call it butt chugging in this house <laughs> um but i like That's the thing about coffee enemas is it's very niche. There's like, yeah. I feel like I learned about it from like a program that I'm taking. Cause like I'm freezing my eggs. So I was like, I want to do, I want like to like cook up the best eggs possible. And so one of the things that I'm bringing back, cause I did, I did coffee enemas when I was playing my skin is coffee enemas. Cause I'm also, it's going to be winter and like the holidays. I just want to like, make sure everything's on point. Um, and I haven't told a lot of people about it, but I just outed myself, but I think that's, I love that you mentioned that has to be intentional. You can't just be like, oh, I'm doing all these other things. I just want to like do a coffee enema just to like, try it. You kind of have to like be in a place where your body's ready to do it. Yeah. A hundred percent. That's what really fuck you up. (laughs) Oh, one more thing. We talked about casserole packs in the initial episode. Um, Why shouldn't people be doing it on their period? Cause it, uh, it increases blood flow. So what the
1: chemical in castor oil now, I can't remember what the name is when it hits the skin, it it goes in and it basically speeds up like a chemical reaction, which helps with detoxification. It helps get your bowels moving if it's over your abdomen. Um, but if you have it on your body, when you're on your period, it also speeds up that blood flow. So I actually a friend of mine, uh, was doing a castor oil pack on her period, not that long ago. And she posted about it. Um, and I, I texted her, I'm like, don't get that off. Like, yeah. like I'm on my period and I'm doing my casserole pack. I was like, get that off. And she was like, Oh, is this why I fainted? <laughs> it's like, yeah, babe,
0: yeah. your body's losing too much blood. Yeah. So yeah, don't do it. Don't do it. Casserole packs, love them, but as with coffee enemas do them with care. Exactly. Okay. So I take so much heat on TikTok. It's insane about intermittent fasting because I don't believe in it. It made me so much worse in every single way possible. Um, but tell us why, from your perspective, intermittent fasting is whack.
1: Are you just transferring the heat to me? <laughs>
0: yeah, totally. Totally. <laughs> Take my heat, Jen. Or join like bully you. her. Just like join me in the heat. You know what I mean? Just join me. It's, 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 it's warm over here. The fire.
1: <laughs> no, you know what? Intermittent fasting is one of the things that whenever I talk about it too, I get some angry messages. I'm like, this is because you're, you're, hung- you're hungry. You're You're hungry. Your groin is
0: kicked off, babe. Have breakfast yeah, I- and then read the post.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, the thing is, is, you know, there's been a lot of positive research done with intermittent fasting and men or male mice um, and postmenopausal women as well. The thing is, is women in their reproductive years, again, we have this entire system of ovulation and getting your period that requires energy and it is wild how often again I get attacked when I'm like you're not eating enough I posted on Instagram the other day about um eating like 1100 calories or whatever and the amount of people who were like everybody is different and blah 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 I'm like yeah yeah but that's also like less than what a toddler should be yeah doing. right it's like that's a universal truth though you yeah. know and like why are you coming at me because I'm like encouraging you to eat? That is so bizarre. Like I think this is a little bit of projection happening. I'm literally yeah. telling you to eat. It is wild that you're coming at me right now. But that aside, um we require energy, we require nutrients for our hormones, for our thyroid specifically, mm-hmm. for our liver, for that ovulatory process. And typically the liver can hold about a hundred ish grams of glycogen, which is stored carbohydrates, stored sugars. Now, if you have hypothyroidism, it's even less than that. Um, but you know, say you stop eating at 7 PM, right. And then you wake up at 7 AM, that's 12 hours. I'm good at math. And then you don't (laughs) eat. Here's where I don't get good at math. You don't eat (laughs) till one how many hours is that? Six more hours?
0: Uh, no. Yes, 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 it is. Okay.
1: We'll call it 18. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So you have now not eaten for 18 hours. Usually your liver can hold glycogen for about eight to 10 hours. So when you run out of glycogen, so that's fuel, that's food for your liver to do its thing, right? You run out of glycogen, Your body has a backup process because when you decide to intermittent fast and your body's like, well, there's not enough food here. You don't just fall over and die, right? Your body always does what it can to keep you alive. Now we need to also consider that those backup systems are detrimental, right? They're going to break the body down because they're not supposed to be your first line of defense. Eating is right. Mm -hmm. So you run out of glycogen and now your body goes into something called gluconeogenesis where it takes energy from your thymus gland so people start getting sick more often from your tissue from your joint or your um like your ligaments and stuff like that and it pulls that energy from elsewhere
0: acne isn't from dirty skin and eczema isn't from something on your skin skin is healed from the inside out in the skin class i'm going to share how i healed my eczema naturally From what I wish I knew before I started on this healing journey, my daily eczema healing routine, and every single product I used on and in my body. Recipes, including my homemade skin healing salve. This class will leave you feeling seen and like you finally have a real plan to heal. Head to BiancaOsborne.com forward slash go forward slash the skin class to join now.
1: produces cortisol and adrenaline. So this is always the first thing. Whenever I talk about intermittent fasting, women are like, I feel so good when I intermittent fast. I'm like, it's because you're running on adrenaline. Yes. <laughs> right? Like, of course that feels good. If I jump initially, running, that feels good too. <laughs> right. Until it doesn't mm-hmm. until your body's like, I cannot keep up with all this stress to depress your hunger or to raise your blood sugar, right? What does cortisol do? It raises your blood sugar. So if you're not raising your blood sugar and balancing it out through food, your body's going to do it for you. Now what happens? You get sick more often. You lose all your muscle. You start gaining weight. You get hangry. You get anxious. You stop ovulating, right? Again, it's this whole knock on effect. And women will like fight me to the death. Like if you want to skip meals, that's on you. But like, I'm going to keep encouraging women to actually eat. Yes. So crucify me if you want, but no, I intermittent fasted. I was a hangry bitch. Like <laughs> my mom, it's so funny. My mom called me like three days ago and I can't even remember what she was saying. She was telling me it was like some sort of bad news. It wasn't even that bad. Um, <laughs> she literally picked up the phone. I'm like, hello. She's like, Hey, have you eaten? <laughs> I'm like, Why? she's like Like, what are you going to to tell me (laughs) she's like because I don't want you to get too pissed off when I tell you this I'm like no I'm fine don't worry right but like people noticed how I was a hangry bitch because I was skipping meals and I was just irritable af and anxious
0: I went to a cottage with friends and it wasn't my breakfast. Wasn't my meal and it was taking forever. And I was just like, I was like quiet in the corner. Cause I'm like, I'm going to rip someone's fucking head off. And one of my friends was like, you are really sensitive to not eating in the morning. Hey. And I'm like, yeah, someone's yeah. breakfast. I- <laughs> you know, <laughs> now I generally do the breakfast and it's ready when people get up. Cause yeah. I eat when I get up.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, same. I, I actually, used to get super anxious around like 10 11 a.m and then I realized I'm like oh it's because I had two coffees and I haven't eaten right I used to
0: think I had anxiety
1: no I just had low blood sugar I needed some freaking food
0: and I always thought like I was just like yeah certain foods just like get me like I'm a two coffee girl like I have to have a coffee and then another coffee which like holds me until lunch essentially but it's like no wonder I felt like shit
1: yeah yeah it's like imagine that you're creating energy out of nothing
0: (laughs) yeah and then you expect to be energetic and not a complete zombie exactly and yeah it's just so crazy I was also putting oat milk in that coffee so fuck me dead (laughs) I was (laughs) yeah I was I was in a bad spot um okay just last question last question so I feel like you see a lot of people talking about like what they eat in a day and all that. What's like one thing you have to eat every single day that you feel like I'm doing this because I I like it, but also because it's like good for me.
1: Ooh, okay. Um, That's a surprise bonus question. uh, (laughs) So this is definitely not dietary advice for you. I honestly eat a steak almost every single day. Um, And again, I, I talk about, I know we were talking about this on the break, but Some of my things that I feel have pushed me through and helped me as an entrepreneur, not hit total burnout and die, um, over periods of long-term stress is the fact that I eat a lot of red meat and I eat very Mm. dense, dense foods, right. Um, It would be totally different if I was having salads and smoothies every day, but I think because I'm getting such energy dense, nutrient dense food in me that it is helping me with that kind of stress response, obviously because stress burns through nutrients and and minerals. So I would say steak, but I will say not everyone can tolerate steak every day. It's definitely something that is bio-individual and you'd have to work up to if you don't eat a lot of red meat, uh, but eggs love my eggs. I never, eggs. I'm just not like a smoothie for breakfast person. I'm not an oatmeal for breakfast person. I'm like eggs. Savory eggs, all the way. Eggs, avocado. Yeah. Sausage. yeah. So I would say steak and eggs. I sound like such a like juice head man right now. You sound
0: like an Albertan. I'm an <laughs> Albertan in Ontario and you are an Ontario, Ontario in Alberta. So it's <laughs> quite so the true. switch, but I too eat a lot of like, very dense foods I eat red meat almost every day but I think it's also considered the source but I have there's a few people that I like have to follow on Instagram but they're like so the other side you know like meat is murder and not even meat is murder meat is like planetary murder but I think that when we think about agriculture and I think that if you buy and you know where you're sourcing your meat and like it's you've got that on lock um It's as agriculturally friendly as some people think, um, you know, plant-based is. Because it's, like, both are bad, but one is, like, worse for your body.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, monoculture isn't anything to write home about. So, like, there's actually a very good Instagram. I don't know if you follow her. I don't even know her name. But her Instagram name is Sustainable Dish. And she talks about, like, red meat and monoculture and like how eating meat is actually better for the environment um than eating plants because of that. And like you have to also think, right? Like You know, people will always say, I've gotten comments like this, like, well, you're eating like antibiotics and hormones in cows. I'm like, well, you're eating pesticides and chemicals every single day, all over all your plants. Right. So I could have the same, I could have the same rebuttal. I buy my food from a butcher in Calgary. Like I don't buy meat from the grocery store. I know where my meat's coming from. It's grass fed. I'm supporting a farmer, which is really important to me. But like, I could also say the same thing to you. It's like, are you eating traditional plants all day that are sprayed in glyphosate, right? Or are you eating organic, right? And you could be eating organic and I'd have no basis to say that to you, but also vice versa, Right. So it's like, yeah, pick your battles. And like you really do need to do what feels best for you. I did not feel good as a vegan. My hair was falling out. I was 20 pounds lighter, which I am not. I don't have 20 pounds to lose. Mm -hmm. And I was very, very thin. My gut was a mess. Like I was, it was just not a good time for me. So um do what feels best for you. Can some people thrive on plant based? Absolutely, I'm sure can the majority? I wouldn't think so, but yeah. it's all personal decision.
0: But I also think that for me, when I was trying to be vegan, like last, maybe like six or seven months, cause I felt so terrible. I feel like I thought I felt good. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And like, you do initially feel good in the beginning when you start like, eating more vegetables than you ever have before like initially your body's like oh my god more fiber like I'm into this but after a while like you said all of these like anti-nutrients as you call them yes yeah. anti-nutrients and such like that like those are starting to build up and then you start feeling bad but it's like you're almost like chasing the high of like when you first started and I remember when I like I would get like drunk and be like, oh my God, I want wings. Cause like wings are one of my favorite foods. And when I like broke my veganism, I was just like, I'm eating wings as much as I want. And I isn't felt it's so, so funny good.
1: Too, I don't really drink anymore, but I used to drink. Like I yeah. used to drink. And I was a vegetarian slash vegan when I would drink really heavily. And isn't it funny how every night at the end of the night when I'm wasted, all I want is a fucking burger.
0: (laughs) It's true. Like, I mean, find me a vegetarian and I'll find you a late night burger lover Um, (laughs) because that's what what our body just like naturally wants. We need so much protein in a day, but I mean, I could go on at length. I truly could talk to you forever, but thank you again so much for doing the first episode, the bonus episode. I think people are going to get so much out of it. So once more, tell everyone where they can find you and what you've got going on.
1: Yep. So on Instagram, I'm life as Jen. Um, If you go to my bio, you can find a a Facebook group that I have. There's about 3000 women in it. Um, So it's a really good place to kind of connect in private um, with other women on the same journey who are interested in the same things you are. And then I have my fit and functional program where we dive into functional lab testing for all things, gut health, hormone health, and um, mineral repletion.
0: Amazing. This was so great. Thanks. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Glow Up Tips for the Girls podcast. If you like this podcast, and I really hope you do, please leave me a rating, a review, subscribe, share. I mean, open your window and just scream out, listen to this podcast. And if you have any feedback for me, please join me on Instagram at Osborne, and you can give it to me there. The good, the bad, the ugly, I welcome it all. From my lips to your ears, shine on. See you next time.